This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, October 22, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Africa is advancing. The stories of advancement aren't great. They're just better than much of Africa's recent history. But for many countries that are advancing in Africa, foreign aid can be a damaging force. So says African journalist and documentary filmmaker Andrew Mwenda. We spoke following a policy forum on the state of freedom in Africa held yesterday. I think that Africa is in a process of change. And that process is moving very fast. Along the way, it tends to exhibit so many things. Like you hear journalists being arrested, but it is simply because they're trying to express themselves freely. The main African governments have learned the danger of state-controlled economies. So there is a lot of liberalization of the economy. Telecommunications and banking are one of the sectors that have been liberalized. The penetration of the mobile phone in Africa is unprecedented. Africa right now is enjoying the fastest growth in ownership and use of mobile phones in the world. For the last two years, Africa's stock markets have been the most profitable of any stock market in the world. So there is a lot of positive change that is taking place that is largely unrecognized. Africa's economies are right now growing at an average of about 7%. That is 2008. 2007, Sub-Saharan Africa grew by 6.5%. The previous year by 6%. Of course, economic success goes to those who grow over, who sustain economic growth over so many generations, in which case it goes not to the sprinters, but to the marathon runners. So the challenge for us is, is Africa really entering the marathon? Possibly because the policy environment has significantly changed. What is the source of that growth? I think largely economic policy reform, the move away from state control towards private enterprise and markets, the liberalization of major economic sectors, the privatization of public enterprises, the deregulation of prices, the removal of so many bureaucratic rules for a person to register a business, that has been the process that has been taking place in Africa. Of course, the second is uh, the increased price of uh, raw materials, the diversification of African exports. Those have also been contributing factors. You talked about how what we must encourage African governments to do if we take the recommendations of Jeffrey Sachs Seriously, could you talk about that? Well, I was saying that, you see, when governments depend on their own citizens for revenues, those governments are driven by self-interest to govern in an enlightened way, to listen to those who own assets, which the government needs to tax in order to raise, the government reve- to raise tax revenues, to listen to them about what incentives are necessary, what policies and what institutions are necessary for them to increase their productivity. But when governments have to depend on outsiders for revenue, then they have limited interest in forging productive arrangements with their own citizens. So if we follow Jeffrey Sachs' advice, we are really disarticulating the state from the citizen. We are telling the state that you can can mismanage the economy, but you'll always receive an external subsidy to prop you up. I think that's a very wrong incentive to give a government. The incentive should be how can governments build productive arrangements with their own citizens? How can governments find it in their own interest to seek the prosperity of their own citizens? Because from the prosperity of the citizen is tax revenues that will finance the government's public expenditure requirements. 
as Africa continues to grow, how long before it becomes more obvious that uh, the kind and manner or even foreign aid just in general is actually uh, a key hindrance to the type of development that uh, you'd like to see? Uganda is possibly the best example. Uganda's economy has been growing at an average rate of 8 to 9 percent per year for 20 years. Aid has also been growing with the growth of the economy. And aid is imposing a huge retarding effect on the growth of private enterprise. You see, because aid comes in form of dollars, but the government meets its domestic expenditure in the domestic currency. That means that the government has to, when it receives foreign aid dollars, it has to print local currency equivalent to those dollars and pump it into the economy. Now, that creates inflationary pressures. To control impression and achieve fiscal stability, the government has to buy that money out of circulation using the treasury bill. So it has to offer a high interest rate on the treasury bill to mop excess liquidity out of circulation. The consequence of that is that the government becomes the largest single borrower in the market and crowds the private sector out of key financial markets. And therefore, Aid, which is supposed to build the growth of the economy and the growth of private enterprise, becomes the biggest threat to the growth of private enterprises by crowding them out of domestic credit markets. Why isn't that more obvious to the the development community and here in Washington? It is because there's a disconnect between real economic circumstances in poor countries and the movement that is led by international celebrities, Angelina Jolie, Bono, Bob Geldof, George Clooney. They have become the leading scholars on the development of poor countries. And then this movement is given political backing by the former Prime Minister of Britain, for example, Tony Blair, the current President of the United States, George Bush, surprisingly, is one of those people who are pumping a lot of money into Africa. And this movement is given intellectual respectability by scholars like Jeffrey Sachs. So this movement is driven by naivety, by guilt that somehow Africa's failures are because of colonialism and slave trade, to literal blackmail Western constituencies and Western taxpayers to increase the amount of money they give governments. And these people have not listened to the private sector. They think that Africa's transformation will come from activities of politicians in the capitals rather than from the activities of anonymous individuals in Africa's marketplace. So it's a fundamental philosophical disagreement between Africa's innovators and the international aid community. Andrew Mwenda is managing editor of the independent newspaper in Uganda. We spoke following a policy forum on the state of freedom in Africa held yesterday. You can watch the forum at our website, cato.org.